Welcome to This Enduring Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoon, and beyond. And beyond. Today, we are discussing Season 2, Episode 7A, Hard Cell, which originally aired on October 25th, 1986. Okay. We were wee boys. You have to... (laughs) I feel like it's been a while since you've said that. It's like I know, a I know. Tick that you have. You just it comes. You say the date. It has to come out. And it has yeah. to be in like a fake Scottish accent too. We were wee boys, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like uh... you have to be doing a bad like Shrek uh, to say it. <laughs> uh, this, this episode was written by Michael Reeves, so not as strong mm. as the Race. Still a yep. fun episode. Not as strong as that one. Directed by Dale Scott, of course. Released on VHS as part of the compilation Wicket's Adventures. Uh, our featured member of the cast and crew today is Michael Reeves. Mm. So Michael Reeves, uh, better known as an author of of traditional fiction, not not so much a TV author here, but uh, Michael Reeves worked with his daughter Mallory Reeves and author Neil Gaiman on the fantasy trilogy Interworld. Oh. This was originally pitched as an animated series, and the story came out in novel form as the first book, Interworld, in 2007, The Silver Dream in 2013, and Eternity's Wheel in 2015. I haven't read these books, but they sounded kind of cool. So maybe I need to go yeah. and check them out. I've never heard of him, but I know I know Neil Gaiman. I, sure. I do like him. I, yeah. I do like him. I've heard his weird stuff, though. Not like he has that new show coming out, The Sandman, based on that series. Yeah, yeah. I've read like his novel, um, yeah. Norse mythology one. The, oh, uh, sure. Yeah, the, was, uh, mm-hmm. that one was really good. Yeah, I just um, do the graveyard book. Okay. A library book club that we just had on that. Yep. I think I read that book. Because I watched the show Vikings and I was just like really into Vikings. And then like oh, that, yeah. that kind of popped up on my audible, like, yeah. you know, when your phone listens to you and I was probably mm-hmm. talking about Vikings and it just popped up and I was like, Oh, cool. Neil Gaiman. Yeah. I know that's a big name, you know, and it was good, you know, yeah. but it's just no one else I know has read that. They're all like, Oh yeah, I read all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> just came out the obscure stuff. Time because there's kind of a craze for a minute there. Yeah. That were like, mythology in general greek mythology it was was kind of like having a moment and uh, that came out at the perfect time so it was a i know it was a bestseller and uh super popular i was super sucker for it probably more popular than the interworld trilogy as Uh, yes interworld yes (laughs) we'll have to check it out want to check it out shall we roll into the synopsis yes we shall the synopsis season two episode seven a hard sell while strolling through the forest on their way to Muth the Trader's Hut, Latara whines about her new scarf. On their way, they passed the Bobog's lair. He's the meanest creature in the forest, so they try to walk by quietly. Of course, Tebow, as clumsy as he is, snaps a twig by stepping on it. They all run and manage to escape, even though Latara had to swing back for her scarf. Mm-hmm. They flee straight to Muth's hut, where they find his place very messy. Muth has been down on his luck and sick lately and needs help selling his goods. When they discover Eodon tusks on his shelf, they all bet that whoever can trade the most of Muth's wares will be awarded the tusks. It's boys versus girls this time, and they set out to sell, with a warning from Muth to stay away from the Bobog. Mm. Down by the river, the boys try and trade swamp pickles to the Kegels, but end up giving them away, even though the Kegels half-heartedly promise to pay them back. The girls fail at selling their own wares. Both girls and boys also spy on each other, thinking the other is a complete failure. The boys try once again to trade a blanket with Larry. Yay! 
after his sob story, they end up giving that away too. Attempting to seduce a prospective buyer, Latara ends up getting nearly kidnapped if it weren't for Nisa's keen rope-throwing skills. Both parties completely fail, and in a last-ditch effort, decide to try and trade with the Bobog. Messing up the trade spectacularly, Latara accidentally shampoos the Bobog's hair with tree sap. Furious, the Bobog chases them once again. On their way to try and trade as well, Wicket and Tebow act quickly to try and stop the Bobog from getting the girls. Using their last worthwhile wear, Wicket tosses a jar of fludge, candy fludge, at the Bobog, which actually stops him in his tracks. The group returns to Muth's hut empty-handed, ready to deliver the bad news that they lost their wares and gained nothing in return. When they arrive, Muth is ecstatic. The Kegels have traded their family cure to Muth and purchased more swamp pickles. The Bobog also stopped by and traded many gems for more fludge. He really likes the stuff. Mm. The Bobog also stopped by and traded many gems for more fludge. He really loves the stuff. Muth offers up the Eodon tusks to whomever did the best. While they all argue about who deserves the tusks, a booming voice shouts, They're mine! The Eodon has returned for his tusks, and the group humbly hands them over. Roll credits. <laughs> right off the bat, I gotta say, I loved the who's who of past guest stars showing up. Yes, that, that was, was key. That, that was a lot of fun. Of course, we have Muth, who we first met in Curse of the Jindas. Mm -hmm. We've got the Kegels, who we yep. met in Gone with the Nymphs. And we have Larry. Larry's back from Home is Where the Shrieks Are. Yeah. Larry just chilling at the yeah. base of a tree. Just yep. <laughs> so, you live in his best life. I love yep. it. Yep. That was kind of nice. I mean, I, a lot of times, you know, we get these things and they're just like little one-off things, but to have three back in one episode, I thought was kind of cool. So that, yeah. that for me is fun. I, I know, especially too, with like the, the, the kegels were so random in the episode they were yeah. in. Yeah. That we were kind of like, all right, that was like a weird flex, but yeah, okay. Like, you just like made up a, species yeah. and then just had them like yeah and just had them that was it they were gone yeah. you know as as fast as quickly as they came yeah they left and so to have them back was just like oh great perfect yeah. you know yeah. we've complained a lot about like lack of cohesion you know it just seems like yes. we're just throwing episodes out randomly so i feel like this one because it had i mean continuity is a strong word but because it had an eye to like looking at <laughs> creatures and situations we've used the past and putting them all together in a way that makes sense yeah I, I really thought that paid off nicely so yeah i had to give it props for that absolutely absolutely that one creature though that um latara attempted to oh yeah, yeah. was that that wasn't a returning creature though no, right? that was some no. strange she had kind like, of like a jaja gavor vibe about her she's very like bat. yeah she did like oh, the a, toad oh. bat the, yeah, toad bat thing. Yeah, there was the toad bat, and then there was also the lady who was all like curvy and like, "Hello, I'm oh, a sexy Ewok character." I know. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was a good mix of of new and old. So I appreciated that. Yeah, <laughs> I love too. Like the like, I mean, Larry was great. It's just like a whole like, man, we really got to sell these wares. Like, yeah, hey, Larry, you know, like <laughs> just Larry yeah. is over there. Just Larry. Yeah. <laughs> there was a classic like sitcom montage of Wicket like knocking on people's doors, being like, "Look at these fine yes. products!" Slamming the door in his face. Yeah, I loved that. Uh, I loved when um, the what it, the the Bobog gets the sap in his hair, 
And uh, mm-hmm. Latara's like, or maybe it was Nisa. No, it was Latara. Was like, uh, we also have other fine products. Uh, just yeah. a little bit of humor in there. I thought it was it's fun. Pretty good. Uh, it, this one was, this one was actually, I, I remember about halfway through checking the time, right? Sometimes, sometimes you check the time because you're like, when is this? Yeah. Yeah. Most of the yeah. time, I'd say we check the time sure. to see when is it going to end. But this one, I was just like, man, I could actually do a little bit more of this. This was, it was fun. Yeah. It, it was really yeah. fun. And I was, I was thinking, what other characters are going to pop up on right. this episode yeah. when I saw it the yeah. first time? You know, I was thinking, oh, surely we're going to see like the Jindas or something. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, and it's just no, they weren't worth. I guess you yeah. know, throwing back into the show. Yep. Um, yep. But I mean, Larry was just Larry being yeah, was worth was, it. Kegels were cool. funny too. They're pretty funny yeah. guys. Yeah, they made it. They were they were much more like we're hillbillies and we love pickles. Yeah, we love to swap pickles. We love them. You know, like, they tr- try so desperately to sell it, but they didn't even need to sell it to them because they love yeah. them. So I feel like we're settling into more of a just like a a, a goofy kids show, and I'm I'm okay with it. You know. Well, I mean, this one felt. Ewoky, right? I mean, yeah. it felt Star Warsy, but it felt yeah. like that was yeah. an episode of Ewoks. Like they all want, yeah. For some reason, they all want the Eodon horns. Yeah. Which you know, when you looked at them, they they did not look spectacular. The, the box they came in looked great. Yeah. But well, I mean, as as we've discussed in the past, season one was kind of a swing and a miss as far as like sometimes they wanted to make it serious and sometimes they right. wanted to just be goofy. They like took a stab at having some sort of mythology with Morag and stuff. And while like if they would have done that, I think I would have liked it. They never quite did. And season yeah. two, you know, the criticism is always that it like throws out any semblance of sophistication and it just goes goofy. But like, I don't know for the last several in a row, they've kind of like at least stuck the landing with just being like a goofy kids show. Yeah. And I feel like if that's the new goal, then they're succeeding at the goal. And what more can we ask? So I, I you know, I think it, it worked too, because the Bobog wasn't like, he didn't feel like he was going to kill them, right? right? Like yeah. other things are kind of like, oh, let's run. And it's yeah. just like the enemy is wants to literally yeah. slaughter them. Right. Where this one, he was just like, Arr! you know, he just he felt just like, like you kids get off my lawn. Exactly. That's what he felt like. And yeah. so I thought that, that I thought that to me made more sense. Like, all right, that actually worked. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. it doesn't have to be peril all the time. Yeah. Like, life and death peril right it's just right. like oh crap you know let's yeah. try and sneak by like let, we're near his hut let's try and sneak by yeah quietly like yeah. why don't you just walk the other direction and go around right. instead of like right in front of his door that i thought that was make, funny i was that like what make for good television come on now no that's true yeah um, we should avoid it and then they actually avoid it that's not good television <laughs> i have a kind of a struggle with finding a, an oak of arc moment in this because it all yeah. kind of worked, you know. I I don't really. Did you? What What was your Oak of Arc moment? Did you have I, one? I think mine was the the fact that they were like, "Oh, let's stay away," and they just yeah. like walked. It's like you know, like, "Oh, it's I got to stay away from my neighbor's house," and like to go to my car, I just like yeah. walk across his porch and then <laughs> go to my right, car. Right. Like, what the heck, yeah. you know? So for me, I was just like, "Ugh," you yeah, know, they couldn't have like fallen down that hill and then crashed into his hut or right. something like that which would have made yeah. more sense true I, actually you know i know what the oh my oak of arc moment was it was the the scarf that I, was very strange to me and, and i kind of half expected the scarf 
to come around at the end, yep. right? So everyone knows it was a, a blue and green scarf. It was right. striped, equally yes. striped. And yes. she's like, I wanted a green and blue scarf or a green scarf with blue stripes. And obviously this is a blue scarf with green stripes. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, all right, this is somehow this is going to come back. Right? I thought the same thing because in the in the early yeah. part, it gets snagged on the tree and she has to run yep. back for it. So much attention is put in this scarf. And the whole thing is about them trying to trade and sell wares. I yeah. was expecting it to be they won because she traded her scarf for something yep. and that. But it just never comes back. Right. So, I mean, well, here's the thing, too. Let's think about let's talk about the trading. Let's really real get quick. into it. <laughs> let's get into this trading, right? The girls fail completely uh-huh. on all, all fronts. The, the boys successfully trade pickles with the kegels, which... But they don't get anything in return for them. The kegels well, I mean, want pickles, Muth does. Muth does, right? So they go back to Muth for yeah, more pickles and then trade their family um, cure. The so cure, Muth yeah. benefits, which was the whole point. And then the second trade, Larry... You know, they don't get anything back, but they, out of the goodness of their heart, give yeah. Larry the blanket anyway, right. which is great. I mean, I, it's kind of funny. Larry never went in like, oh, Larry, you know, he, he loved the blanket so much. He came back for more. He right. came back for the sheets and the pillows, you know? He's yeah. He's, he's, he's just he just got his blanket and left. Yeah. But like, Muth actually benefited from what the, the boys did. And they're sitting there all arguing like, well, I did this. And this is like, I thought, well, mm. one of the, none of them were like, well, we... We basically cured Muth by hooking him up with the Kegels. Yeah. And uh, and uh, through the, the, the Fludge candy, the right. Fludge, which brought the, the Bobog to Muth as well and traded old gem. So, like, in my mind, I thought, well, this is no contest. Like, the boys should get the Yeah, the I, suppose, I suppose that's true. I guess it felt like there was still an element of, like, even though good things came out of it, it was still pretty much an accident on their part. It, it, yeah, you're right. It really was so, an accident. I mean, I guess that's the only thing. I think I would agree with you as far as Oak of Arcs, though. I just, the setup of the scarf and then nothing happened with it. It was like, why did we do that? It yeah. really, it feels like something was cut or they just were like, ah, we're not going to do that anymore because it's so out of place and so bizarre. Yeah. And nothing happens with it. It was kind of like, well, that was weird. <laughs> like, I mean, that's yep. a valid, that's a valid Oak of Arc, but that, literally that's, that's it. Yeah. This yeah. is a the pretty good episode. You can't, you can't really just pick apart, you know, a, a goofy little show. Yeah. Um, Ichiwawa moment was your favorite part. Larry. Absolutely, Larry. <laughs> and, and the fact that, like, yeah. when he started telling a story, like, immediately you hear, you hear, like, ah! in the background. Yeah. And I'm like, Tebow's crying. Like, it was yeah. so obvious. And then it cuts to him. Yeah. He's, you know, waterfalls. Out yep. of his eyes, yep. like can't control himself, and I thought, oh, they're yeah. gonna give, they're gonna give him the blanket. I know it, but it was so good to see Larry again. Yeah. They just find him, kind of like rooting around in the grass at the base of a tree, like, oh hey, yep. there's Larry. Let's there he is. Well, let's, let's, let's trade this blanket in. with him. Dude, yep. obviously has nothing to trade on right. him, right? But like, it it was just good to see Larry again. I really agree. good. I agree. What about you? Well. I was I'm torn. I mean, I would say that it was all the the recurring guest stars coming back. True, um, yeah. I just I really liked the the knocking on the door montage. I just thought that was funny and it felt like such an 80s sitcom to me that I was like, yeah, this is a good moment. Yeah. I, how many uh, how many yub nubs do you give this one? I you know, I'd say this was like a solid like 4.25. Okay. This one was good. like I had really not much to I mean, it was an there wasn't a whole lot to this episode, right? 
Um, yeah. So I can't really complain. And I thought it felt like an Ewoks episode. Yeah. So, you know, but I, it wasn't as good as, you know, some of the other stuff that I've given like a four, four and a half to and stuff like that. What about you? Like, yeah, you, I, I agree. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. I, I thought uh, I, I'm, I'm right there with you because it was just it was a good time. It was nothing more than yeah. or nothing less than just like 12 minutes of uh, a good time. So, yeah. I yeah, think I'll I have to give up those props too for like checking the time. Like, oh, yep. wow, this is actually kind of fun. And then I realized looking at it, I was like, oh man, there's like, there's like two minutes left to this. Like, how are they going to wrap this up? You know? So that, yep. yeah, I thought this one was good. This was a good episode all around. Agreed. Yeah. I agree. And next time we're going to be back with the second half of this episode, season two, episode seven B, a warrior and a Lurdo. Yeah. Oh, so I do remember this episode and the very beginning, like I, I forget how quickly they like, roll into the next episode when it's you know sometimes it's kind of like obvious like oh you know and they look at the camera and then it closes out and you're like all right that's the end of this episode this one the 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 one we just watched a hard sell it doesn't really it's not really obvious that the episode is ending and it kind of fades to black and comes back in in, yeah it rolls right in and then you're reminded by the title screen when it eventually comes up but the music is really intense so i'm literally looking forward to uh to talking about this one. Same. So same. There All right. go. And I will I will see you then. Yep. See you then. This Endorian Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include 90s music got me like previously on X-Men and 9021 Here We Go. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Endorian Life. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.